D. P. P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. I want you to know that right now you're missing a really, really, really good time. Like you're yeah. here. It's nice that you're here. I think we're gonna have a fun time. Yeah. But but you know, we can have a fun time and this is a repeatable fun time. There's some fun times that can only happen like once a year. So if you celebrate Christmas, you know that Christmas comes once a year, even though you try to keep it in your heart all the way through. Thank you, Charleston. But, but no it doesn't. The Stanley Cup parade, boat parade is happening right now. Uh and they have t shirts they say that say uh hold on, the t shirt boat. What's that? Back to boat champions. Back to boat. I like that. And then there's like another one that's like cup, uh, cup boat boat parade repeat. <laughs> so it's pretty sweet. Uh, Eighteen million over the cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number now, one bullshit. Jesse, Jesse, <laughs> yes. play the Nikita Kucherov audio because they interviewed him, and I don't think he's been sober for I don't know a week. <laughs> Do you no. blame him? No. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Can't say that. Watch this. Watch this. All right. How does it feel? Just tell me how it feels to be out. No swearing. Unreal. All the people right here, unreal. Love them all. Let's party hard. Our time, baby. Back to back. That's how we do it. What do you think of this team? Unbelievable. No, no can be, nobody can beat us. Back to back years. You know, it's unreal team. Everybody would play hard. You know, I wish we could keep everybody, but that's business. You know, but you know, as of right now, let's party hard. Let's enjoy it. You know, we deserve it. And in Tampa, there's a boat parade. No regular parades. We get on boats. How do you like that? Unreal. I, I think nobody, nobody, Unreal. nobody else has done it before. It's like, look how many people here, how many people on the boat. It's just unreal. Well, congratulations. And then he pours beer on the guy's head. <laughs> yes, yeah. And then he dumps the beer. Now, um, uh, this is this brought up a really interesting point in 31 Thoughts from Elliot Friedman. And this is point number 22. There's a lot of 31 Thoughts in this because, uh, weirdly enough, it, Elliot says this is his last 31 Thoughts of the year, which, as we know, is probably utter poo-poo. He tried this last year as well, and he'll come out with more. But It's because the next one is 32 Thoughts. Oh, you mean like next week? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you think he was faking us? Well, he said this is the last 33 thoughts of the year, is what he said. Right. So we'll see. Now, number 22 on this, Nikita Kucherov. He said, thanks to Nikita Kucherov, I learned something new. There's a specific exemption for players to endorse, quote, malt beverages in the CBA, because Nikita Kucherov signed with Bud Light. They can't endorse other forms of alcohol. Is this still necessary? Seems archaic. As for the crazy post-game media availability, we can't complain. Uh, players are boring and then rip them when they aren't. Laughed my head off while also recognizing the Canadians are going to hunt him down the first meeting next season, which makes the game what, gentlemen? Must watch. Yes. Yes. How many of you non, uh, like, uh, Oilers or Flames fans watch the fallout, the, the Cassian and Kachuk fallout? Everyone was watching that game. And you were all rewarded, by the way, with eight fights. Forget that. It, let's say this, Steve. If you're an Oilers or a Canucks or a Flames fan, or you're a Coyotes fan, are you tuning in for a Tampa-Montreal game? Probably no, not. Unless. Unless. Right? And I know it's like, ah, the Stanley Cup champions versus the people they beat. But come on. That's why you're tuning in. There's yeah. fights. It's great. Dude, the, the, the Leafs-Canucks rematch from a few years ago. I mean, we've had extensive conversations about fighting in hockey. Do I think it's going to be around for much longer? No. But as long as it's here, uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> here, I'll watch like this. 
Yep. <laughs> I'll watch like this, man. I, everyone, everyone wanted to see Matt Martin versus Eric and Branson and they got it. Now today was supposed to be a pretty quiet day and it's turned out to be one of the biggest news days we've seen in a long, long time. So I had a full show prepped. And then this morning we wake up to the news that the Ottawa senators have hired Pierre Maguire. And we're just, we're just so thrilled. Now there's so much to get to here, but the, I think the best part about this, first off, number one, Bruce Garrick with the story with the Ottawa Sun. Um, okay. According to Sens fan 1876-45, he was on vacation. And what? how lucky are they to have such great journalism in the city of Ottawa? I'm not kidding. One of Eugene Berners is out, is out again. It's crazy. Um, now, before we get into this, just a second, okay? I do want to mention that um, there is a video. Jesse has lovingly pulled the clips. And Jesse, would you like to kick us off with clip number one? This is Eugene Melnick, Pierre Maguire, a marriage made in heaven. It, well, it wasn't uh, them talking. It was just his press conference. His press conference. Okay, is fine. the video. Was, uh, he held a press conference with all the media in Ottawa. And uh, there was three interesting quotes from it. It was about 15 minutes long, the whole uh, press conference. But yeah, there's three things. First one, uh, Pierre talks about how to build a hockey team. So here it is. How to build a hockey team. Two questions for you. The first would be, when, when you've been on the TSN 1200 over the years, you've often talked about your seven-player profile. And I'm just wondering, um, when you look at this Ottawa Senators roster, how close are they to that seven-player profile you've often talked about? We're probably three players away from it right now. And I think some of them internally will evolve and be those players that fit into the seven-player profile. And for those that don't know, the seven-player profile kind of works like this. Two dominant centers, uh, a power forward, and then a specialist forward. It could be a power play player. It could be a penalty-killing player. It could be a face-off player. So that's four of your seven. Then you need an elite puck-moving defenseman. Obviously, Ottawa has one of those in Thomas Shabbat. He's just a phenomenal, phenomenal talent, and I'm so excited to spend some time with him. Uh, and then you need an elite shutdown defenseman. And because of the salary cap uh, in the NHL and the parity that's in the NHL and the amount of overtime games and the amount of shootouts, you need to have a super elite goalie. So those are the seven players in the profile. And usually those are the guys that eat up huge chunks of your cap. So you've got a power forward, the two centers, the specialist forward, the shutdown defenseman, the puck moving defenseman, and then the elite goalie. And then you build around those players uh, and you can be very cap friendly. And that formula really works uh, with any kind of market team, not just big market, not medium market, not small market. It works with any team. Thoughts? Okay. <laughs> you know what, man? He's right. You need good players. Apologies to Matt Murray. We've got this. We've got that. And you need an elite goalie. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> oh, no. Woo. Oh, come on. Matt Murray was good at the end of the season last year. Oh, yeah. oh. Oh, he wasn't. So it takes seven specific guys to build a winning hockey team, according to Pierre Maguire. And the criteria is all over the place. We, <laughs> uh, we need a face-off guy and a lead face-off guy. Yeah. Hey, and then what do we need? They need a, just a really good defenseman. Yeah, the puck-moving defenseman. But then a really nice. good defenseman who's good at the other thing. Yeah, you mean being a defenseman? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, and then boy. two elite centers. That was on two the elite. list. Okay. 
Yeah. And then a, the power forward. So I think that's seven right there. And then a specialist forward. Oh, yeah. And then the specialist forward, which is w- someone who plays the power play or plays the penalty kill or sometimes makes me pancakes when I'm hungover. Like, like what, what is this? Also, pancakes. No, you got to go with grease. When oh, okay. well, pancakes and bacon. I assumed bacon and pancakes. Oh, OK. Oh, OK. No, you got to have enough. a little sugar, a little grease. But you're right. You're right, Steve. You're right. Adam's from the Netherlands. I, yeah. I always forget. Um, <laughs> we because he's high all the time. Um, so it's not. <laughs> I was asked. I was asked like, hey, what are you going to say about McGuire today on the show? Like, you're not just going to rip him and make fun of him, are you? Because like, you don't want to be cruel. And I was like, well, no. But like you said, he's just the gift that keeps on giving. And we're certainly going to criticize things that are patently ridiculous. And is he wrong about what he said on how to build a team? No, of course not. Is that the kind of expertise you pay for? (laughs) No, anybody could have told you that. You need good players. What the, (laughs) of course you need good players. Well, particularly up the middle and on D. Yeah, man. I also, it helps to have an elite goalie. Oh, whoa. <laughs> so, okay. So right now, anyone like who are the top? I would love to, to just like have my Rick and Morty device and just run all these uh, u- uh, parallel universes. And I would like to take the top 20, like be a GM guys in the entire world and th- just give them a front office job with the Ottawa senators and see how they do compared to Pierre Maguire. Like, I would, I would love to see that. You need good players? Holy shit, knock my socks off. Now, okay. I didn't know that. I mean, what, did the, what do we have in the, in the final four here? We had Price, yep. Marc-Andre Fleury, yep. uh, Varlamov, mm-hmm. and Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. The three, of, three of those four are considered the best goalies in the world. And Varlamov's yeah. been a real surprise and has been much better, much, much better than he was. Because of that great goaltending coach in, in in New York. I mean, yeah, you need good goaling. Okay. So, um, and here's the thing. There's so much to say here, but we need to get through this interview quickly first, and then we can kind of break some more down. So, Jesse, next yes. clip, please. What does this have to do? So, this one is Pierre explaining all of the other teams in the league that were after his services. Oh, man. And why he didn't go with them. Your, your last job with an NHL team was here in Ottawa in 95-96. Uh, it's well known you had the chance to interview over the years for other jobs around the league. Uh, yeah. I, how come it took that long for you to, to get another job with a team in the NHL? Great question. I actually turned some jobs down too, Martin, along the way. Um, in fact, I was offered a general manager's job, but the contract was not long enough. I had seven years left in my NBC deal, and uh, the team that offered me the deal... I uh, said, it's only a two-year opportunity. I said, that doesn't work. And I made a promise to the people at NBC at the time that I wouldn't leave for anything less than four years. So that was at that time. Um, and so I've had other opportunities. I've had opportunities to go back uh, in different situations, not just management, but into some coaching situations as well. Oh. And I chose not to do it because I gave my word to the people at NBC over the last 10 years. Wow. So- Heroic. How... Man, the sacrifices no, that he no, made. No, 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 Pierre. So I, Pierre is doing a little bit of uh, Pierre PR work. <laughs> is what he's doing there. So okay. we've actually talked about this before, I think, because we were like, are, are these teams really interviewing Pierre Maguire? I, I think it came up with the Minnesota Wild. 
Remember, mm. he was he was really high yep. up there. So I, I wonder if they maybe offered him the job. He's he's making it noble and, and valiant that he would not leave his comrades at NBC. Um, I do believe there's some truth to that. But what I think we said before is I don't know if he could take the pay cut. Well, yeah, like, was he making like a million bucks? He I don't know the exact number. It was north of that. I'm fairly certain. And to go to the NHL or to, to, to go work for an NHL team, it's, and it's, I, I got to imagine the money is comparable, but the work to be done is exponentially harder Yeah, to work for the NHL. So do you want to be a general manager and all the good things you do, you're probably not going to get credit for and all the bad things you do, you're a frigging moron and you should be fired. And, or do you want to just, Yell about hockey all the time. I do it. I, I yell about hockey. It's a great gig. It's a great gig. And no one, like, if I'm wrong about something, it just goes away. Well, maybe it sucks to get paid a million dollars and yell, yell about it, because I know you're not getting paid that. So According well, to a true. 2015 article, Pierre made $700,000 a year doing media. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's about, good. Depending upon where the dollar is, that's close to a million Canadian. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And to be honest with you, like I, yeah, I mean, like it's way more fun. I'm probably way more fun in, in general to be on the other side, right? It's like, it's, it's kind of fun. You, you show up. I mean, you get to go to a bunch of games, fly around. How cool is that? And, and really, you know, he doesn't really have to worry about the ratings. He doesn't really have to worry about any. Like, what does he care? But I, since his TSN days, his name has been popping up. And like what was really uncomfortable back in the day is like, I actually remember a, a report with Bob McKenzie. He's like, here are the people that are up for this coaching job and they show a graphic and they're like, and also Pierre Maguire. And I'm like, did Pierre feed him that? And I was 14. Did Pierre, oh, yeah, I, had a, I had a phone call too. Like, it's just, it's, there was a little bit and there has always been a little bit of if Pierre, are you going to, okay, if you're really, really up for these jobs, then take fucking one of them. Like, why? You know what, I'm what if he doesn't want to? Well, all it took was NBC to lose the NHL rights. Yeah. And then and now it, he's and like, 27 okay, fucking years. Yeah, I like, don't have a job kidding? anymore at NBC, so I'm going to take a job in the NHL. Th this is the truly fascinating thing. I Like, all due respect to the guy. Like, as a broadcaster, okay, fine. As a, as a former on that side of it thing, who then joined the broadcast side for over a quarter century... The Ottawa Senators, there was no one better. There was no one available who might be better, who might have front office experience more recently than 27 years ago. Mm -hmm. Nobody in the world. And I tell you what, NBC losing the rights, I think, does have a lot to do with it because uh, I don't think the Senators could have afforded this. <laughs> last year that's true they couldn't have that's afforded true. this now okay. he you know he doesn't have the gig he's like okay i could go you know uh go to espn or tnt and who knows it could be a nightmare scenario or maybe he didn't get the job you know they wanted to go in another direction and this was his opportunity but i don't think the sends I, I, I got to imagine they're paying him less than what NBC was. Right. And that info comes directly from him. He began the press conference by saying that now his two kids are going to university. His, his oldest daughter is in like third year university. And now his son is going to first year. And that allows him and his wife to move back to Canada. He loses the NBC gig. So he's like, why not just take this Ottawa job? Why not?
Why not? Now, last last one here, Jesse, or do we have two more? Last one. This is the one that uh, threw Twitter into a frenzy. I hear I a lot of people why. saying Pierre Maguire hates analytics. What what would your response to that be? Um, it's not that I hate analytics, but I believe in scouting. Uh, I believe that there has to be people that are boots on the ground, hardcore hockey people that can actually evaluate a player without utilizing numbers and the player passes the eye test. Uh, I still don't know if there's an analytic equation for heart, for character, for hard work, for fearlessness, for determination. Um, so that's part of the formula that hardcore boots on the ground scouting has to be. Uh, I don't hate analytics. I think it's a tool that can be utilized in any kind of evaluation, but I'm a big believer in boots on the ground scouting. And I'll use Tampa Bay as an example. If you look at, um, and I won't talk about players, obviously, because it's a sensitive issue now, but if you look at Tampa, salute them as a Stanley Cup champion, but look at the depth players that, that Tampa had and the way they performed. It was phenomenal to watch, and it really was. And this tweet from Thomas Drance, local tool utilized is a good way of thinking about Maguire's new gig, actually. Does Pierre Maguire That's think me. that we didn't see the broadcasts with him on it where he said analytics are stupid? Oh, I don't. Did, you, did we miss all of that? Did we make all that up? Was that all like, was that, that was that we made that up, right? We dreamt all that collectively, millions I, of us. I don't, I don't pay attention to what Woody has to say about Pierre, analytics. Pierre, we can hear you. When you yeah. have a microphone, we can hear you. Pierre, we can hear you. I, I, we I could do hear you like, for the last seven years, Pierre. I do like what he said about analytics that one time where he said, reach for the sky. Someone poison the water hole. You're my favorite deputy. He's, he's just, he's got a pull string answer about analytics and he's had the same thing for like a decade and a half. We know, we know, God bless the person who asked him that question, but we know how he feels about it. Um, it's, it's arrogant. Perhaps hockey needs more of that. I don't know. Perhaps, uh, you need a little bit of bravado, but it is interesting that he sounds arrogant about that when the main criticism about his last NHL gig, major NHL gig, I guess, in Hartford, was that he was arrogant. And Ottawa Senators fans, if you're late to the boat with this one, it's a podcast favorite. Uh, what was it? The Hartford Chronicle or something that's called? Yes. From, from 1994, it's, it's about... Uh, Pierre Maguire's a disastrous term as head coach of the Hartford Whalers. Now, hold on. Can I read a clip? Same... Can I read a clip from it? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, this is Mike Stevens actually tweeted this out today. I'd forgotten how blistering this thing is. It's crazy. But uh, uh, in a postmortem, Captain Pat Verbeek called Maguire's firing the best thing that could have happened to the Whalers. He said other teams mocked their coach. He said his own teammates had no respect for Maguire. He said a number of players wouldn't have wanted to play in Hartford anymore. Is Verbeek telling the truth? It sure looks that way. Now, are we all the same people we were in 1994? No, no. I am not six years old. We, we change, we change over time. So I am not going to hold that over his head, but it is a little concerning that that article spoke about how arrogant he was. And then he's like, ah, well, analytics, whatever boots on the ground. Isn't it, all that okay, shit. isn't it weird too, that he's like, okay, so we can't use, we're not going to use analytics. So here's what I would say. There are two ways to, to scout in hockey, right? You've got analytics and you've got scouts, right? You can, you can, and if you combine the two, you have a super scout. It's amazing. should try it sometime. However, if you're going to choose one avenue, the more expensive avenue to choose is the scouting avenue because you have to have 
boots on the ground, which means you have to pay for somebody to go to a game, which means you have to pay for the flight, which means you have to pay for their meals, which means you have to pay for their hotel room, right? You have to pay their salary and their benefits. If you use analytics, you don't have to do that necessarily as much. You can make the argument that if I look at numbers on the sheet, it gives me a better chance than just flying to the game and looking at the guy. Again, you want to combine both. But Pierre is absolutely choosing the more expensive option here. And the Ottawa Senators don't employ anyone. So this is going to be a really interesting thing for him to work around. You want scouts. Well, you're with the owner who doesn't have any. This is the thing about the Buffalo Sabres, man. Um, You know, speaking about an even more woeful team in in that division. Um, We're pretty pro analytics on this show, but we constantly criticize the Sabres. Except for Jesse. Jesse. Except for Jesse. He's he's the worst. Um, We constantly criticize the Sabres for literally not having boots on the ground. They don't have scouts. I think they just hired a few, but like they went exclusive uh, to video. What analytics are for? Yes, you should you should hire people who know hockey. You should have people at the games. They should be analyzing things with their eyes and with their ears, and they should be speaking to people and figuring out what kind of people these players are, what kind of people their parents are, who they might develop into in the future, of course. But analytics help when your eyes are liars. And there are times where your eyes are liars. Right. This is this is all stuff I read and learned and processed years ago. And everyone has. Everybody has. And he said the exact same thing each and every time over the years. This this is why this is why I I, I really I really think anyone who hires this guy is in trouble. His thinking hasn't evolved in decades. And if he says it has, I, I simply don't believe him. So here's what's going to happen. You guys ready? Oh, I know. I know my answer. Well, I'm curious, answer I'm curious what yours is. So, I think so, we're all on the same page here. So I think we are. I was texting back and forth with CJ this morning because I really, I, before you guys even woke up, I sent you the news because I was up early. Jesse no longer has to be up early like you guys. <laughs> and I was on Leo duty. I so I sent, I sent you guys the news and then I sent, I, I, I just texted CJ and I said, Pierre. And I said, here's what I, here's my guess. Pierre Maguire is going to be the GM of the Ottawa Senators in the next 18 months or less. No. And Chris Johnson crazy. sent me an article and it's so weird. Pierre Dorian sent, uh, uh, signs multi-year extension, 2018, NHL.com. When does it expire, guys? When? June 30th, 2022. No way. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? They brought in Pierre and are going to make him GM shortly after they fire the other Pierre. And the great thing is Eugene doesn't even have to learn the guy's name. It's the same. It's perfect. (laughs) He doesn't even have to know who he's talking to. Eugene Melnick really is J. Jonah Jameson. Shut up. Get out. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, he's, what's interesting about this is that if you are Pierre Dorian in this situation and you've done a pretty good job Drafting, I would say, pretty good, right? Team looks a lot better. The Matt Murray contract, we're still not sure on, but we're hoping. Yeah, we all agree the Sens are on their way up. They are. Now, do you want the GM who turned you around to take you all the way up? Sometimes not. But I think in this particular case, we have an owner who has a GM that's looking pretty good right now. Pierre Dorian looks really good. And guess what? Pierre Dorian's extension's coming up. And Pierre could go to Eugene and say, who are you going to replace me with? And now Eugene goes... He's already on staff. So are you staying or are you not? And that is how you keep the price down. And that is what's happening here. 
Can I read the quotes from Dorian on this exact scenario? I can't wait. All right. So um, Dorian says he has plans to tap into McGuire's hockey expertise in all facets of hockey operations from player development and scouting to trades. This is the quote. Having watched a lot of NHL games, he is definitely going to have a lot of input as far as player movement, player transactions. But at the same time. So, so far, I've been hired. (laughs) (laughs) okay now when does it become an actual hockey person because so far i've been hired but at the same time he's done some scouting he's been at a lot of world juniors he's seen a lot of college hockey over the last few years so i think he can have input there also so in the chain of command, this is from uh, Sportsnet.ca, McGuire will report to Dorian, who is entering the final year of his contract. Dorian dismissed any concern that he may have hired his replacement. McGuire, who has been interviewed for numerous GM positions over the years, is believed to have a three-year deal in Ottawa. I think and I hope to be here for the long term, and I hope that Pierre McGuire is a part of my team for the long term, Dorian mm-hmm. said. God Your bless team. Pierre Dorian. Your we, team. God bless him. Okay. We all want ambitious people, people that are driven to work with us, and there's no denying the fact that Pierre is ambitious and driven, driven Dorian said. And I think that only makes us a better team and makes me a better, better general manager. Oh, bless him. Bless him. Genuinely bless him. Boy, he's I did all the right thing. sandwich for a long time, huh? I only, wish, I only wish amazing things for Pierre Dorian. I really do. He's, I, he's, someone's going to pick him up and do really, he's going to do really good things for them too. P- Pierre Dorian, without the, uh, the many constraints that come with being the GM of the Ottawa Senators, I, I think would be fascinating. But y- you know what? Well, wh- where are you no, going, Adam? Please because I have a thought. Mm-hmm. Well, and think, by the way, think out loud. Dorian uh, also confirmed that Melnick was the one who pushed to hire McGuire. So out of no surprise <laughs> to anyone, <laughs> Melnick recommended the McGuire hire to Dorian. No way. In which he said, I must do what you say. So you were voluntold. Ha. Ah, okay. Now, Steve. Voluntold. So Steve, you were told, or so you have, you have a thought. Think it. So for many years, we've looked at teams and the prospect of hiring Pierre Maguire and gone, you have to be out of your mind. And we've listened to Pierre Maguire get on TV and talk. And whenever we hear him talk, we think you have to be out of your mind. And now the senators fans who have had so much to hope for so much to be optimistic for have to be going out of their minds. And I just want to remind them how amazing it's going to be when you walk all over the Leafs anyway. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. They're the literally going to be this year. How many games are they going to play the Leafs next year? Six. It's going oh. to be amazing when they walk away with at least four of them. Yeah. It's, it's going to be so amazing. And he is going to be awful about it. Awful. And the sickos will, I mean, cheering for a team with Pierre Maguire on staff. Oh, lean into it, buddy. Mm-hmm. Lean into it. Make the get rip, rip the centurion off the chest of every jersey and just put the sickos comment, uh, comment no, on it. Can you just cha- replace the centurion with Pierre Maguire's face? I would love that. I would love it. I would buy it. Can we sell that at see- the SDPN store or is that illegal? Well, I think that's <laughs> a little illegal. It might be slightly illegal. <laughs> okay, fine. Can't use oh. someone's face without their permission? Ah. Of well, well, there's some people in this uh, little Leafs community you can, yeah, you know. Yep, yep. Um, but anyway, moving on. Um, it's th- that's that's how broken I am. That's how broken I am. My first thought wasn't this is Christmas. The thing 
that we thought was impossible finally happened. My first thought was the Leafs are going to lose anyway. You know, it's funny. I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, just Leafs are bare minimum one, one, four and one against the sentence next year. I think they get one win at least one, four and one. That's what, that's what it's going to be. And, and Pierre Maguire, because he's supposed to apparently to be the more vocal of the front office from now on. Cause Dorian's a bit awkward in front of the mic. So you just imagine the post-game press conference. Be like, uh, Brady, Brady Kachuk, uh, what do you think of your game today? And in comes Pierre. Well, he was a monster. And then he'll have his, he'll bring back his TSN Pierre's monster of the game, which is something he used to have. And yep. then he'd yell at you for 30 seconds about who he thought the monster was. And it was, you know, I'm thinking that it's time. We got to bring it back. And he's yeah. going to bring in a bunch of players who look like the abominable snowman from Bugs Bunny. And they're just going to club the Leafs over the head with the, with their sticks. And they're going to lose every game 4-1. And it's going to be really frustrating. Um, so congrats to Ottawa Senators fans on, um, if not actual success, at least you'll beat the Leafs. Now, it is time to move on unless either of you have anything else you'd like to add. Jesse, have you got anything on Pierre? I, th- I think we're good on Pierre. I can't Man, wait till he's GM in 18 months. They signed a deal for our favorite show. Now all we have to do is sit back and watch. <laughs> beautiful. You know, just when you thought the Leafs couldn't fuck it up anymore, someone else comes in and takes the mantle. It's beautiful. And to add on top of that, Duncan Keith is now at Edmonton Oiler. So it's official, eh? It's officially official. And who's going the other way? Caleb Jones. Straight up. No, I'll, uh, I'll read the tweet to you here. Okay. Um, so here we got Frank Saravalli pending trade call because the call hasn't been made. Duncan Keith will indeed be joining the Oilers in exchange for Caleb Jones and a third or fourth round pick. Oh, and they're not retaining. Doesn't look like it. Now, oh. that's, a, that's a, it's a terrible trade. Oilers terrible fans are upset. Trade. Now, let me read you a DM I just received from an Oilers fan. Oh. Ready for this? Now, well, I, what did Archaeola guy say, Adam? No, no, it's not. Oh, you're enjoying this, aren't you? You're cackling at the Duncan Keith trade. You're actually an evil person. I know for a fact that the second the next podcast starts, you're going to make fun of us. Honestly, I can see why your wife left you. Oh, wow. <laughs> very nice. Yo, you, I told you our DMs are a little insane, man. But this is how upset Oilers fans are. <laughs> I so didn't dark. like that. Dark, right? I didn't right? like that at all. Oh, yeah. give it away. Who cares? It's just some stranger. Who gives a shit. But so frankly, Elliot Friedman with the official no salary retained. No salary retained. That's it's so it's terrible. It's a terrible here deal. Is Duncan Keith's contract is still they're paying him like he's still prime Duncan Keith. So when you acquire Against him, cap. he is no longer that Duncan Keith. So you shouldn't be paying that price to him against the cap like you said steve so edmonton you royally screwed up that's that's just it you're paying a guy as a first uh, first pair defenseman when he's gonna be on your third or second pair that's ridiculous if if kyle dubas isn't on the phone with ken holland the moment these words leave my mouth i want him fired yep i want him fired uh you should be trying to trade him morgan riley in a heartbeat not because you don't love morgan riley but because what could you get for morgan riley I, they're, they're, this David. team is talking about paying James Neal not to play for them. They're looking at a Miko Koskinen deal. <sighs> boy, 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 boy. Like, again, there are, we've talked about this. There are merits to having, how old is he? 37? There are merits to having 37-year-old Duncan Keith on your team. There are. There are. I think it is possible he can make your younger defenseman better. And Edmonton 
needs to insulate their guys because they're throwing them to the wolves right now. They have some guy, Darnell Nurse, Ethan Bear, Evan Bouchard, Philip Broberg. They they got a they got a really decent crop. Caleb Jones. Oh well, n- not so much. Not Caleb Jones. But, yeah, but they got a really decent crop of young D men coming up. They do. I uh, wow, boy, I don't get it. You know what? I it don't is? get it. It's a. Uh, what did you say about Pierre Maguire? Uh, I don't know. He's loud. He's arrogant. No, he. You said he hasn't updated his views on hockey in how long? Uh, like at least a decade and a half. Okay. Would you say the same based on Ken Holland's record? Yeah. Like when was the last time the Detroit Red Wings were good? I'm not talking about first round exit. And by the way, I know Leafs first round exit. I get it. Funny joke. Mm-hmm. When was the last time the Detroit Red Wings got to the second round? I think it might be when they went to the cup final against the Penguins in right. 2009. Was it? I, 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 You know what? Let's find out. It's been quite a long time. It may be not that far back, but I believe at least 2013. The second round was 2012-2013. They lost to the Blackhawks in the semifinals. Conference semifinals. So second round. In seven games, yeah. That's a long time. (laughs) Adam's tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Hashtag no salary retained just like 20 times. (laughs) Sorry. I I had to tweet it. I had to tweet it. No salary retained. The Detroit Red Wings have Man. the Detroit Red Wings have um, they have not been good and they've been recovering from the Ken Holland era for uh, well since Babcock left they I don't even think they've made the playoffs since then and if they have it hasn't been for long under Blashell I don't think they've made the playoffs no. so my question uh, to Oilers fans is or my question to maybe Connor McDavid and his people are. How long are you going to wait? Man. How long are you going to wait? Do you want to win a cup? Because it's not going to be here with this guy. Can I make a prediction right away? Sure. Duncan Keith will be a far better oiler than he has been a Blackhawk over each of the last two years. And that's, that's probably fair. Better players and probably a better team system. He'll put up a shitload of points. He Edmonton is where you go if you want points. It is. It's it's where you go. It's not necessarily where you go uh, for the sunset of your career, but if you're looking for a payday and you're not looking at the Oilers as a one or two year option, I think you're out of your mind because you're you're a little bit of hard work away from a spot on the first or second line and maybe the first power play unit and you're set for life. You're set for absolute life. But boy, no salary retained and you gave up a pick and a young defenseman. Boy, you know, that's that's real just, bad, man. That's just real bad. Uh, to back up Ken Holland here for his, just for his resume. How Under, dare you? As 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 GM of the Detroit Red Wings, he won the Central Division ten times, the regular season conference title five times, the President's Trophy four times, and the Stanley Cup three times. And when when when, when was last uh, time? between uh, that would have been. When is it? 90, 97? Yep. Uh, 97 and 2014? Is that two or three strikes ago? Or lockout? Or 2018, sorry, sorry. 97 and 2018. Jesse, I love, I love my grandfather. You know? <laughs> I, I love my grandfather. But, but there, was a, there was a day 
when I was in high school mm-hmm. and I had to help him fix the TV. Mm-hmm. Do you know what my grandfather was? A television repairman. Wow. Shit Actually, changes. Why didn't he? He should have kept up with his industry. Because he was very long since retired. Okay. What do you, what do you retire from being a TV repairman and keep up with the trends? <laughs> no, I didn't know. Figure he was out retired. how a plasma TV that, works. That's a very uh, important part of the story. Listen, you didn't give me. And once you win the Stanley Cup, you don't have to keep up with the trends either. You'll get a job in Edmonton eventually. And it's amazing. Like, Torelli, imagine Holland. Who else got one? And Kevin Lowe? What imagine, a the 80s. Imagine if instead of asking for help, he refused it and went, I'm a TV repairman, goddammit! I know what I'm doing! He didn't do that. He understood that things changed. All right. Mm. I love... Uh, I'm not. I'm not defending him very much. This but trade I always is think ridiculous. Of that I'm just defending no. Ken Holland's resume as a hockey man. Can I just three say Stanley this? Cups? Like, Can I just say this? Good. All the bullshit we've taken from Oilers fans, and believe me, I get it. But all the bullshit we've taken from you has always centered around this. Just wait till the summer. They're going to have so much cap space. Look at what Ken Holland is doing with your cap space. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think there's look, too many Oilers fans going to fight us on this. Look at yeah. what he's doing to your cap space. My wife isn't with me anymore, but Ken Holland is, he's messing with your cap space. I still live, Adam. Fuck. You guys don't think that's a little funny? I think it's kind of funny. Not really. I, oh, come on. I, I understand funny. why you're looking at it with humor, but like, yeah. I don't give a shit. I cannot <laughs> look at that with humor as your friend. I can't be I like, think it's- that's a real knee slapper. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want us to do? Come on, man. That's you're putting up. us in a weird position here, Adam. Good. I hope you're uncomfortable. So, now, uh, keep going, keep it's, going. Well, okay, so it's it's not just clubbing the Oilers over the head uh, and calling them stupid, right? You, you can't just do that. So I'm trying to look at their expansion situation. Like, because people are talking about Caleb Jones like he's a real loss here. Meanwhile, I keep hearing, beyond the fact that, like, Caleb Jones, I think, is sort of Edmonton's Travis Dermott, where... You ask any fans about him, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be in your lineup tonight? Ah, should he be? <laughs> you know what I mean? So we all agree, you know, roughly the same age. I get it. But they were probably, or people were saying, he's a, he's a prime Seattle target, right? So they figure, okay, we're losing him for nothing anyway. Let's go get Duncan Keith. Okay. Plus, they give up a pick. But here's here's the truly interesting and amazing thing for me. Was Seattle not the other team besides the Oilers who was in on Keith? I don't know. Were they? Uh-huh. That would I be believe surprising. they were. Oh, I didn't hear. Over the last like week, all it's been is Edmonton. Yeah, like, at the he, beginning, yes. it was it was any team on the West Coast or Western Canada. And then over the last week, it's just been Edmonton. And I believe his son is in Edmonton. And I think there was a like a family reason that he wanted yeah, to be in Edmonton. BC. BC. Oh, BC. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. who's who's no. his Keith? Keith. Yeah. He yeah. wants to be closer yeah. to his kid. Yeah. So great. He, which t- makes complete sense. Absolutely. But okay. Calgary's not trading for you because Calgary's a mess. Vancouver can't because they have no cap room. V- Seattle won't because why would they? So that leaves Edmonton. Well, Seattle might be able to. What I'm saying is, Seattle might be able to just pluck them for thir- uh, for free, and then you gave up a third for nothing. Well, and but no, what I'm saying is, okay, so basically, the Oilers had no choice. Sorry, the Hawks had no choice but to trade them to the Oilers. 
Exactly. It wasn't even sure. allowed. They weren't even allowed to have a bidding war on this. I understand what you're saying. So, so like no yeah, other they were handcuffed. Team, yeah, because no other team could really have them unless it was Seattle, Calgary, Vancouver, or Edmonton. The I only team of those how four. How do you lose a deal where you're the only contender to get the player? Exactly. Edmonton For a player can trade. who's past his prime and paid too much and cost too much against the cap. How is Edmonton, that possible? In this trade, Edmonton could trade with 31 different teams. Chicago could trade with one. Mm-hmm. And Chicago still won. That's sense. unacceptable. It's it's unacceptable if if you're the Oilers. It's absolutely unacceptable. I'm looking at their expansion situation, um, and the real uh, hiccup there is Oscar Clefbaum, because until I I hear something concrete about what his playing future is, he's sort of hard to plan for. Because if he's going to play again, surely you protect him. But then if you protect him, you have one more slot on defense. Or none, because you're definitely going to protect Nurse. You're definitely going to protect Bear. Chris Russell, you're probably not, right? And up front, McDavid obviously, Drysaddle obviously, Nugent Hopkins obviously, Puliyarvi obviously. Uh, but then ah, uh, there's Kaylor Yamamoto. I'm not going to lie, I don't know what they're doing because so, I'm pretty sure they're about to expose Duncan Keith. And if they don't, and they protect him. <laughs> Seattle, but Seattle's not going to take Duncan Keith. No, they're not. Like that's not that's not a thing. No, you can leave him surely. exposed. I like that's the, I don't think that's an issue. They they are worried, but they're like, oh, if we leave him, Seattle's going to take him. No, not when Seattle would have went and got him if they really wanted him. If you want a defenseman who's thirty thousand years old, Mark Giordano's available and still good, worth the money you're paying him for True. another year. Duncan True. Keith's got three more, and he's not. And and it doesn't mean that Duncan Keith isn't an NHL player. It means that. Relative to what he makes, he doesn't bring that value. I'm not even sure he brings half the value. And so Mark Spector tweeted this. You guys tell me what you think of this. He said, so no salary retained by Chicago. Of the 11.1 cap hit remaining, I guess, with um, Duncan Keith, there is only $3.6 million actually owed to the player. I know fans don't care about that, but after a pair of money-losing seasons, that's the kind of salary retention that means the most to NHL owners. The cap, though, the cap hit, I think, is what's important here. It's the it's the five point five three eight four six two over two years, like to a thirty seven year old. You're handcuffing yourself for no reason. You took on all of this money to a guy who's not worth that money. When in the negotiations, they had no choice but to send him there, and you still, even if it was free, you didn't have to send anything back. It's still not worth it because the money on the cap isn't what he's worth on the ice. Maybe the Blackhawks are saying because like we're not we're not about to retain any salary because you're getting I don't get it. I'm, no, I'm, here's, I'm what really are you doing my best. Trying to say? I'm doing my best say. and I don't get it, guys. What I'm, I'm trying I'm, to say is Daryl trying Pace so hard to be to nice. Save. He wants the billionaire of a of a of a, a a drugstore chain, which by the way, we're not closed down during the pandemic. Billionaire owner of drugstore chain wants to save two million dollars a season on a hockey player? No. Give me a break. There's no way. What wasn't this it's guy gonna pick up and move the whole damn team to Seattle? Well, no, because Batman would have been like, Yeah, no, you're not. Um, it's it's funny that it's it's just really funny that that could be a narrative. Like, well, you know what? Uh, Ken Holland's playing uh Chess, while the rest of you losers are playing. I'm not checkers. buying that. He saved two point three five six eight million dollars per season, and the Oilers can finally hit the cap floor. I mean, wow! Aren't the Oilers a fucking cap team? Don't they cap out every year? Well, what's so, happening? 
here's I'm so I'm trying to do this on the fly. There they have right now 16.2 million dollars in cap space. Hey, pretty good. But now you've just eaten up about five. Okay. Five point five. Yeah, but minus Jones and it's like four point seven. Right, right. So, something something like that. But you gotta sign a bunch of guys. You gotta re-sign some guys. You do not you essentially don't have a goalie unless your plan next year is Koskin and Stalock. Cause you're talking, yeah, they're talking to Mike Smith still, but there's no point signing him until after the expansion draft. Clefbaum is on LTIR, so that's a consideration. Oh, oh, fellas, I don't get it. I, 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 I told you, being really nice, I understood the merits of acquiring Duncan Keith to give up a young defenseman and a prospect. No salary retained when the Blackhawks were so handcuffed. Boy, oh boy, I don't understand. The Oilers just paid Caleb Jones and a mid-round pick for a very expensive assistant coach. Bro. Bro. Who counts against the cap. Yeah. <laughs> the $3.6 million assistant coach. Not to, Again, not to say that he can't play. It's what does he bring based on the, what was the weird number on his cap, Jesse? Do you still have it? Uh, 5.5384672, I think it is off the top of my head. I'm very specific. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. It's just but, crazy. Oh, man. Okay, it's, now. There, there, now, wait. Every year, there's one trade that makes fools of all of us. This isn't it. I don't think this is it. <laughs> wait, stop doing this. Stop trying I'm to- trying to be nice. I don't want people going in my DMs going, I hope your wife leaves you or whatever the f- that Adam got. Yeah, leave that for me. And plus, your DMs aren't open, so. I've already, I've gotten quite enough death threats from Alberta, thanks. <laughs> That's maybe for the second book. <laughs> the lack of draft picks, too, in this draft for Edmonton is very surprising. Have, so right now, they have their first round pick this year, and then they have their fourth round pick, and a sixth from uh, Pittsburgh, and then their own sixth, and their seventh. So no second, no third, no fifth. They can't oh really boy. refill the cabinet this year. I, I'm very excited to see how Ken Holland gets creative because he simply has to. Very excited. I can't wait to see how this is spun in Oilers media. I can't wait. I Dude, I'm wait. doing my best. Uh, I can't imagine saying it with a straight face. I can't wait for how many how many turn back the clock articles are we going to get in the next five days? I can't wait. Five years of a decline. I can't wait for the turn back. Oh, yeah, but you didn't see him play in 2015. I mean, whoa, whoa, player. Whoa, player. You know what? If that's the case, we should bring back Gretzky. I mean, he could probably, what if he, listen, if Duncan Keith can do it, why can't Wayne? He's the greatest player of all time. Bring him back. Oilers could use a center to back up McDavid. So dry side play on the wing. Someone just tweeted me that um, Keith is yet another player named to the top 100 players of all time list to play for the Oilers. Oh. Yes, I'm trying to find it. It's gone. My mentions are just, have you seen, have you seen, have you seen, are you recording, are you recording? <laughs> they're going to sell a lot of jerseys, that's for sure. It's going to be good for the business. Oh, it, here it is. From AM, uh, or sorry, A. McFarlane 13. Duncan Keith becomes the seventh NHL 100 greatest player uh, member to suit up for the Oilers. Eighth, if you count Jacques Plant playing for Edmonton in the WHA. 
uh, joining Gretzky, Messier, Curry, Coffee, Fuhr, and Pronger. Oh, Pronger, yeah. Yeah, I know. Man, Pronger was sick on the Oilers. That was such a fun team. All oh, of the previous six. Pronger and oh. Uh, all of the previous six played for the Oilers in a Stanley Cup final. Hey, um, I just want to throw something out at you. There are two responses coming out of Oilers Nation right now. Number one is, I hate it here, get me out, which is expected. Number two is, and this is directed mostly at us, um, uh, Kyle Dubas traded at first to get rid of Marlowe. Yeah, guys, we shouldn't be the benchmark. We're shit too. So... <laughs> Like, okay, like here's, it's, it's the bee rabbit thing from friggin' eight mile. Like, okay. You can't hurt my feelings by pointing out the leaf suck. I know I make a living off of telling you they suck. I tell you they suck. Okay. You don't say it back at me. I just said that line. Tell me why the Oilers are good. Not, not about friggin' Patrick Marlowe trade that happened two years ago. You, you, what does Patrick Marlowe have to do? With acquiring a 37-year-old Duncan Keith, no salary retained. Shut up. One of us is poop, the other's vomit. We can fight over which is which. But it's starting like, to stink in here. Like Canadian, it's Adam Sandler. Sorry, go ahead. How was last episode my rant about how Canadian teams are unbelievably inept? And we begin this show... With Pierre Maguire joining the Sens, the Leafs are going to lose to them anyway, and the Oilers get Duncan Keith, 37 years old, no salary retained. Hockey in this country is is in deep peril. I <laughs> like, am going to eat horrible. myself a Bobby Nick's burger tonight. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. Hey. I forgot about that. Make the me Bobby a Bobby Nick. Nick's burger. Remember when he told the chef to put more pickles on it? <laughs> yeah. Um. Listen, chef, who's been doing this for 25 years? Um. Small point. <laughs> Small point, way, more pickles. Montreal I just fans, think uh, yes, I know you should add some mustard food. to that burger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I uh. want to throw this at you too. Um, and this is, do we need to, do we have any more on the Oilers or we just let it go? Because I feel like it's almost stop, stop. He's already dead. Good luck. Um, okay. So according to Darren Dreger today on TSN 1050, mm. a Bell Boo. Media product. Mm. Boo. Starting to hear whispers again about the future of Captain Steven Stamkos in Tampa. You know, imagine a general manager exploring doing the most difficult thing. Uh, it's almost as though um, certain GMs win cups and certain GMs lose in the first round. It's crazy. I, I can't imagine. Now, it's funny because when we put that video out about Stamkos potentially not fitting in Tampa, which is what I said, um, it was titled, Is He Overrated? which I don't think is fair to my argument, but I think you, I, you have made that point. Well, that all I said, expendable. I said he doesn't fit and they have to, they're going to have to move. And all the Tampa fans were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Not all of them. Read a, Well, I'll read the comments. The comments are, are, are very, it's a group of upset people. One day guys, I'd like you guys to stop reading comments. Okay, fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm just trying guys? to get it. Who is you guys? You read the comments. Don't even lie. Yeah, you you're read right. The comments. Yeah, okay. No, I all you do is read comments. Sometimes Not they're really funny. Sometimes they're hilarious. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that was worth it. Sometimes I play Red Dead and be sad also. <laughs> That's true. I don't just read comments. All right, so Adam, uh, Steven Stamkos, overrated player. They should get rid of him. Steven Stamkos does not fit the Tampa Bay Lightning anymore. Now, it doesn't mean he won't sit on LTIR all next season. Doesn't mean that. Hey. He's probably injured. Listen, Steven Stamkos hey. has incurred enough injuries in his career that you could couch off him in no no time. Hey. 
hundred percent. You can make that argument. Now, are they going to be that obvious about it? That'll be curious because you know, at that point, then Gary Bettman goes, uh, we like everybody to be on the same plane here for, for reasons unknown, but he is, I feel like if they do that again, they're in big shit. If, if Tampa tries that again, they're in big shit, but could you, if you wanted Stamkos to be better for the playoffs again next year, you want to make another run at this. You can't trade a $9 million Stamkos contract, which is more than likely the case. What if you sat him for half the season? You build up some cap space. If he sits, they do build up cap space, which would open them up to big trades at the trade deadline. Now, there you needs know to be something legitimate. Yeah. Well, uh, and with him, I'm sure you could find something. You could find something. I'd be like, I'd say to the doctor, find me something. He's going to play 40 games this year. Outside of that, because let's let's not go with that, because we don't know exactly, you know, what he what his body is or isn't facing. So he's got the no move clause, which we've already discussed is ceremonial, right? It's most it's, cases, yeah. Most cases, yeah. It's just to control where he goes. The other thing that just immediately, like here, I'll say this: he's got the he's got an what is his exact cap hit? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? 8.5 mil. Mm-hmm. Here's the good news. Next year, he makes 7.5 actual money. The year after that, 6.5. The year after that, 6.5. Here's where it becomes extremely difficult to trade him, and there aren't many teams who can actually do this. The structure is almost entirely signing bonus. Mm-hmm. It's like the Leaf deals. Right. Stamkos is 6.5 signing bonus this upcoming year, then $1 million base, 5.5 signing bonus, $1 million base, and then the same the following year. Is there a situation where Tampa goes, all right, Snammer, thanks for the two cups, $6.5 million check, and they trade him to someone, and they get a hell of a sweetener on account of they just signed a, a check for $6.5 million bucks. What day this year are signing bonuses paid out? Because I know typically July it's 1st. July first. It is but... July first this year too. Oh, is it? No, so it, it would have been paid out. It would have been in the middle of the playoffs. Yeah, they oh, did that's pay all that out July first because it's contractually obligated. No matter when the season happens, that's that's when it happens. So okay, it's so already, it's already, been, already paid. been paid out. And the thing that I'm watching is the uh, roster freeze date, which is this weekend. So come Saturday, once you submit your expansion list, you can't make any trades or move anything on your roster. So I wonder if it comes before, if it comes this week, if they're looking at a Stamkos deal. Something that happened or that came up last episode, sorry, Steve, to jump in here, is Uh that Milan Lucic, when we had that conversation about, you know, him being protected in the, in the expansion draft, he won't be because he's agreed to waive his no movement clause. There's no reason for him not to. Right. hundred percent. He could still get bought out, but he also, you know, understands and respects where his contract stands in terms of value. You wonder if Julian Breezewaugh is cold enough because you got to be cold blooded to leave Stamkos unprotected and to make that request. Yes. It's not a fair request, but is it not the smart thing for the, uh, for the uh, lightning to do? Not because Steven Stamkos doesn't provide value, but again, what we saw in the playoffs was a guy who was a, a power play specialist from the advanced numbers are saying second to third line player. Usually you don't pay $9 million for that unless you're the Leafs. And it's a pretty tough, it's going to be tough next year. They're going to lose some players. I, I'm curious about if you were to put Tyler Johnson or Steven Stamkos out, you know, which one of them is going to get picked up? Does do, do like, for instance, like if, if Seattle had the choice, 
Do they want either of those guys at that number? Yo, if I have Steven, you want Stamkos? He's got him at nine. He's got it's not nine. Here's the here's the very interesting thing. Because it's nine against the cap, which is important. It's definitely relevant, especially with the fact that it's flat. Stamkos in actual money over the next uh, next three seasons since that six point five has already been paid. Mm -hmm. It's actually four point six six per year. Because he's Seattle only doesn't owed need to save money. They've got a gazillion dollars. Right. That group has so much money. Everybody needs to save money. Steve, in this case, here Seattle's number one priority has got to be what Vegas has done. They have well, to win. They have I'm not to saying win. Seattle in particular. That it should be many more teams other than Seattle. T- Tampa should 100% explore the idea. Every team in the league should be looking at Stamkos, and you only owe him 14 million dollars over the next three years. For Steven Stamkos, in terms of actual money, he's more than worth that. Oh, well, he's you know only good on the power play, and he's pretty ho-hum five-on-five. Five. That's what the 4.6 is for. That's, that's the kind of money that those players make. No, I Seattle, I, I think we're looking at as, you know, carte blanche. Ah, Stamkos isn't a guy you give away for nothing. He just ain't there yet. Uh, and, and I know we're in a really difficult space in terms of money. We're in a really difficult space in terms of cap space. But I think there should be teams lining up with creative offers for this player. Because Edmonton. Wouldn't that make sense? It's, uh, I mean, you're trying to build a team for the 2015 final. So you, you might as well. You got Keith, you get Stammer, put him on the same team. Hey, isn't this funny? I... Someone Listen, should be teams should be lining up for Stamkos right. has a ton of value. You can get Caleb Jones for Duncan Keith. Sorry, Jesse. And with the seven forwards, three D one goalie, Tampa doesn't have that much trouble uh, protecting their core if they wanted them all to stick around in terms of the expansion draft. Because if you run down their forwards, you'd be happy if it's, I wouldn't say you're happy, but you'd be okay if they took one of the the longer contracts, like if they took Kalorn at four point four till twenty thirteen. Like you probably leave him exposed, and that and the seven forwards you cover are probably Kucherov, Stamkos, Point, Gord, Johnson, Sorelli, and then one of whoever you want down on the list is if it's like Matthew Joseph or something, a name like that. You could well, nab Cernak. Yeah, ooh, that'd be a good get. That'd be a good get. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens here. I'm. Very, very curious, but uh, Steven Stamkos' name even being out there is interesting. Now, what about this? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What if, gentlemen, after a Stanley Cup run for the ages, GM Mark Bergevin calls it quits after next season? 
What? Eric Engels. This is a quote from Eric's article. I have one more year on my contract and I will honor that, said Canadian's general manager, Mark Bergevin, on Friday. What he didn't say will also end, will also fuel endless speculation. Now, Frege then goes on to say in his 33 thoughts, I do wonder if Bergevin and Molson discuss a new front office structure where Bergevin moves up to president of hockey ops, maybe, and either Scott Melendy or Martin Lapointe becomes the GM and therefore the face of all the criticism. Uh, the, the, what we're hearing is that Bergevin's feeling a little burnt out. What I'm hearing is a Stanley Cup finals appearance is an awfully good way to negotiate with a extension coming up. Uh, I think Adam, you're, this is what you're good at, man. This is the time for Mark Bergevin to get a promotion. Yeah, like yeah. move up, become president. Like that seems like a seems like a better fit for him too. Just I don't know him personally, but like the way he moves in terms of his his um his day to day job, it seems he's more of an overseer of the big business and the bigger picture. And then you have the guy under you uh, do the day to day stuff and all the transactions, and then you get to be the big man in charge. You, you get still get a ring. Your, you get to walk your biceps around everywhere. That's right. <laughs> the most jacked president in hockey. Yeah. Um, what if it makes sense if you're Mark Bergevin, you have the conversation with Jeff Molson. Jeff, listen, what if I make more money and do less stuff? Yeah. Got to the finals, didn't I? Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Where do I sign? And I think that's what's going to happen here. Um, if Bergevin is burnt out from being Canadian's GM, who can blame him? 10 years in Montreal with that media scrutiny, plus all the, the, the grinding contracts he had to sign, uh, I mean, I don't blame him. I don't blame him one bit. This is going to be the pinnacle of Mark Bergevin as a GM of the Canadians. It will not get better than this. Man. The chances of the Canadians going to the cup next year, come on, Habs fans, you know what I'm talking about, are slim. They're slim. We, They're uh, slim. we talked about what our next bunch of trade trees are going to be. Today we had an hour-long phone call. And boy, Mark Bergevin does not do anything small. <laughs> he really no, doesn't. He doesn't. No, uh, the patch ready deal, the Subban deal. The, he's had some monster. He traded Placanets to the Leafs, which I know doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's it's it's. I imagine it was poorly received. He got a second uh, round pick for it, though. He sure did, and and just so much, so much. Um, man, he really does nothing small. He's uh, he's lived a thousand lives as the GM of the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I mean, there's been so many times where he's been on the knife's edge, you thought, of being fired. And Six you know, years the, ago. the entire time we've, been, we've had this show, we're like, okay, when's it going to happen? It's never happened. Nope. And, and so, yeah, you can't blame him for being burnt out. This is the time. If you're a negotiator, which he is, if you're a general manager, you have to be a negotiator. If you're a negotiator, you negotiate when your value is at the highest. It is at the highest right now. Jeff Molson, for his part, Cannot lose Mark Bergevin right now. Imagine the fallout in Montreal. You lose with the GM after going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Ooh. Who cares what they were in the regular season? Who cares that if the divisions were aligned properly, they wouldn't have made it? You're in the Stanley Cup Final. It doesn't matter. Stanley Cup Final, GM. He will always be able to put that on his resume. He didn't win yet, but that's okay. And so if you're Mark, man, get your, get your however many millions per year and be the figurehead of the franchise. And you have probably four years under your next GM, and then maybe you can make a change and you probably have three or four under the next one after that. Pretty sweet, right? Like as a, as a hockey ops guy, 
like we talked about this a little bit with Shanahan. How many more bullets does Shanahan have? Well, he hasn't really fired Lou Lamorello. He let his contract lapse and then brought on Kyle Dubas. So if we were to fire Kyle Dubas, you got that's your one. And that's Shanahan on the show. Can we get him on the show? <laughs> no. I don't know. Can we, Steve? I just, I just want to be like, hey, man. He knows who you are. He doesn't know doing? us. He ain't coming on the show. You don't think so? No. Not right unless, now. Unless he, he came on the show to talk about something else. Like, if you guys did a Sick Kids commercial again, and he's like, oh, I'll come on to promote Sick Kids and not talk about the Leafs at all, then we get he's just He's really into the Nathan's <laughs> hot dog eating contest, and he comes on just to talk about, like, Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Joey Chestnut eating 100 million hot dogs. Is he into that? I just no. no, I made that up. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, really? I mean, it seems like something odd enough that Brendan Shanahan would be into it. Anyway, Mark Bergevin, master negotiator. Watch and see. Big extension coming. It's going to be great. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Adam Bell 650 on Twitter for pointing out this adds to your Jeff Petrie trade tree, which I totally forgot. Caleb Jones, um, one of the picks that the Oilers got for Jeff Petrie eventually turned into Caleb Jones, who has now turned into Duncan freaking Keith. Not bad. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Adam's really interested. He watches all the trade trees. He watches all my Sportsnet content. I'm just getting ready for the segment. You were doing a shout out. What do you want me to say? That's neat, Steve. Neat. That's great. Thanks, man. I know. It's not that I don't watch. I do watch the trade trees. Adam, what did you care care more about? That factoid and shout out or your (laughs) ex-wife? Oh, my God. Wow. Well, if you read my DMs, clearly that factoid. Clearly it's the factoid. (laughs) No wonder your wife left you. Um, So I do want to say more on Montreal here. Um, Freed in 31 Thoughts said, we're all expecting Montreal to get uh, Dominic Ducharme locked up, which I believe they already have. I'm not sure, though. Um, No one's going to be stunned to see Alex Burroughs coaching in the AHL affiliate Laval because he's obviously going to be the head coach there, we think. (laughs) Luke Richardson's contract is up. Does he stay or look elsewhere? Which brings us to point eight, which is there's a lot of linkage between Toronto and Rick Tockett for the open assistant coaching job. It sounds like the lease reached out pretty quickly. If Richardson hits the market, that might make sense too. My boy, Luke Richardson, part of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Again. Yes. Because he was drafted by the Leafs like third overall or something. Very, very high. high. And the, if you go back, the pick makes me sad. That and Drake Berhowski, just big, big time defenseman. Was I think Luke Richardson was part of that year where the Leafs had three firsts, and each one of them, you're like, no. <laughs> 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 and it's not that he's bad. It's just you look at the other guys who are available. Let me go back. 19. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. No, Luke Richardson was way far back. Seventh overall pick, wow. 1987. Year before I was I was born. He did play like five or six hundred NHL games, so it's not the worst way to spend a seven. Uh close, Adam. Fourteen hundred and seventeen. Holy shit. Okay, like <laughs> Four- listen, wow. That's maybe he didn't win a Norris, but that's a lot of games. The eighty-seven draft has three guys who topped fourteen hundred. They are Luke Richardson with fourteen hundred and seventeen, Glenn Wesley with fourteen hundred and fifty-seven, and the number one player. 1,524 games. Any guesses? Any guesses? Mike Brandon Medano. Shanahan. Brandon Shanahan. All, many, the, all of them. How many goals did Luke Richardson score uh, in 1,400 games? 10. 35. Ah. 
So about what is it? <laughs> he was, uh, he was. Man. I think the Leafs he picked had, him up later in his career too, right? Didn't yeah, and he had a second house. stint? I think you're right. Yeah, they both uh, did second stints. Two thousand and fifty-five penalty minutes, built different. <laughs> Woo! Shanahan had just shy of twenty-five hundred. Is it weird to you guys that we've only started looking at penalty minutes in a hey, that's put our team down, a man? Hey, wait a sec, Recently? that's bad. <laughs> like in the eighties, it's like yeah, we're down two because we punched them out. Right. And and now it's like, well, you put us down, we could get scored against. No, if if they're fighting majors, then it's good penalties. Yeah. So okay, like fair. then you don't lose anything. You know. And he isn't even twenty fifty five, so all of those were fighting majors because they're <laughs> divisible by five. It's true. See, he, never, he never took a tripping call ever. Yeah. <laughs> Shanahan with the, the most games the played and penalty minutes out of that draft. Not surprising. Kind no. of a bastard to play against. Let's be honest. Only um, second in points though to Joe Sackick. Now um, I'm going to move on here because we've got uh, that. I was going to have Duncan Keith for this part of the segment, but obviously that story had to move up mid show. Um, Luke Richardson would, I think I'd really like to see him in Toronto. Although you have to, I have to ask the question. If he's an assistant coach and the team went to the Stanley Cup final and Iggy is in Steve's room, by the way, so you, you might is. see a blonde tail walking around there. But uh, He's like rubbing up against me going, but, if you okay. can hear it. Let me ask ah, you this. You're knocking stuff over. Sorry. Is yes. it not a lateral move to go from Montreal to Toronto? Maybe less than a lateral move. Maybe a bit of a step back to assist the Leafs? Like you're just assistant coaching elsewhere, right? Yeah, because I don't know why you would do that unless you're – like, I don't know why an assistant coach in the NHL would take a lateral move. Like, you unless should only move teams unless you're getting a promotion, right? Unless it's like you want to move closer to home or circumstances like that. But it seems like coaches only move when you're moving up. So it's very odd. I mean, it could be a an upward move if you're where you want to be. But it's interesting because I, I don't know where Luke Richardson calls home because he's from Ottawa, mm. which I would think Montreal is actually better for that. Um, that's it. I mean, money that's always enough. Yeah. Here's could the be question money. <laughs> if you're an assistant coach ready to look at that Toronto assistant coaching job, if things don't go well for the Leafs this year, you might be looking at being the head coach. I mean, it's not like Ducharme's all that secure, but I guess it's a new he contract. Doesn't, no, doesn't no, I'm talking French. about I'm talking about Keith, guys. No, yeah. I know. No, but I'm, I'm saying, like, I don't know if Keith is on. No, you know what? You're right. No, you're 100% right. Let's, let's say the Leafs are out in the first round next year. Keith's gone. Dubas is probably gone. Yeah. I like. I mean, especially if one of the, the core four are not traded. Yeah, and well, Richardson can't return. be a head coach in Montreal because he doesn't speak, speak French. Well, maybe he not, does. Well, he's not, he's not Francophone, yeah. I should say. Not Francophone. That's a really... So, he's well, out of the running. Let's assume he doesn't. That's that's such an interesting consideration if you're an assistant coach with the Montreal Canadiens. Because, of course, you one day want to be a head coach. But if you don't speak the language, you're, you're, you are a non-option. And if you're not Francophone, it's probably not going to work out. Because we talked about this on the show, what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. And a bunch of Quebecers reached out, and I was really grateful for this. A lot of them said, listen, we, we get what you're saying. But there are enough francophone coaches that are good enough for that job. Brendan Gallagher defended them on that point too, and he's obviously he's not even a Quebecer. I believe he's from BC. 
Um, it's just, it's something that we cannot relate to as non-Quebecers. Right. And right. But I do know that when Randy Cunningworth was hired, they hated him from the moment he was hired. But he wasn't, he just has never coached the NHL game. Like I'm sure. Plus there's that. I'm sure if like a, if Barry Trotz was up and they had an, a vacant coaching position, I'm sure that Montreal Canadiens fans wouldn't hate that. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. I mean, all, every fan base has jerks, but the idea that the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens should speak French, there's something to it. Well, it's just something we're always going to have a blind spot for. And, and not, brings, not only oh, sorry, speak French, like you said, probably be francophone. So here's an interesting part on that point, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Phil Deneau. What's Phil Deneau's distinction on the Montreal Canadiens? Shut down center. Can't score goals. Can't score goals. Shut down centerman is like the first player. What's the, uh, he's one of the first players in all, like it's been a long, long time since somebody who doesn't score has played that many minutes in the NHL. And I forget what it's like since 2001, there's some ridiculous stat about like a player playing over X amount of minutes and never scoring basically. Jay McClement. Uh, (laughs) No, but if we're talking about in the playoffs, (laughs) possibly, (laughs) but, um, Stu Cowan from the Montreal Gazette made a really good point about Philip Deneau. There are, if you subtract Jonathan Drouin, which we think they will, there are no Francophone players besides Phil Deneau left on the Montreal Canadiens. Interesting. It is amazing that they made the Stanley Cup final, and that is a consideration. But it shows how important it is, right? It's extremely important to the fan base. And whether or not that makes sense, you know, in Toronto, if we didn't have... So the chances of us not having Southern Ontario players here just be based on population size and the popularity of hockey, slim to none, right? Slim to none. You're just usually going to have yeah. most, most teams have somebody from Southern Ontario, probably four or five guys. So it's a hard distinction to make, but in Montreal, it's really important. And Phil Deneau knows and his agent know that he's the last one. If you don't bring Drouin back. That gives him... Now, he was offered, what, five years, 30 million bucks last mm-hmm. year or something like that? I keep forgetting if it was five mil times six years or six years or... You know what I mean. The word was at the time that they were between half a million and three quarters of a million dollars apart. I can guarantee you with the run that he's had and the fact that um, that that he's the remaining Francophone player, the Montreal Canadiens are going to resign him. To the money that filled in the afford him. The, it's a it's, ridiculous price. It's a if lot it's of money. Six, if it's six million dollars for Philip Deneau, that's a lot for a guy oh, who man. doesn't score goals. But if Duran doesn't want to play there anymore, what do you do? You, I mean, you have to have a are francophone there no francophone player. free agents? None. There's no, I mean, well, I, I, okay, Probably here's one. Uh, Philip Deneau. What what about Philip Deneau? Is there a, is there a, is there a cap friendly tool that we can pull up quickly on this? Like who yeah. actually you want like, free agents? Who's going to be French and play in Montreal next year? Okay, give me one. You know second. what? I'm <laughs> this is an interesting conversation. Come on. No, it and again, it's it seemed ridiculous to us for a long time, but we're acknowledging we have a blind spot here. We do, mm-hmm. um, and you know we've had enough. Enough people reach out, you know, listen, I, I get it. Um, I'm having to go awfully far down this list, folks. Oh, baby. Am I going far down this list? What do we have? 
Uh, okay, here's like I'm literally going by French sounding names. I don't know whether. Okay, Jason Demers. <laughs> I got that one. What do you have? Matthew Perot, free agent. Uh, Isn't he American? You know, born in um, Drummondville, Quebec. Oh, let's go. We found one. And De- Demers is from Dorval. There you go. All right. Drummondville born Matthew Perot, future Montreal Ooh. Canadian. David Savard. Oh, there you go. Free agent defenseman. David Savard. Rugged. I personally don't think he makes sense, but. <laughs> uh, like, I mean. <laughs> this is a ridiculous exercise. <laughs> this is a ridiculous exercise. No, I, I think all we're doing is further proving Adam's point. That Adam. Okay, here's here's a question. It's Stu Cowan's point, by the way, from the Montreal Gazette. It no, it's not. not. It's I'm really bringing it to the show. Adam, Adam why are you wasting your time on this podcast? <laughs> go be go be an agent. Go be, <laughs> go be an, an agent. And uh, go be an NHL agent. Why? Go because get the bag, man. Secure the bag. Just get out of here. Jesse and I will get out of your way. Yeah. We're tired mm-hmm. of holding you back. We want you to. We want you to give Alan Walsh a wedgie. <laughs> uh, we want you we want you to just you know pour pour a drink over dan milstein's head like just go take over the world okay uh also jonathan just, bernier oh backup goalie in montreal so you Isn't can have Jake allen Frank allen bernier and price and you're gonna lose one of them on waivers i thought jake allen was francophone is he mm-hmm. i thought i he don't was. well Stu cowan from the montreal gazette says no yeah, that's a. I don't think so, Steve. <laughs> I mean, he might have made a mistake. I've, oh no, sorry. He's from Fredericton, New Brunswick. Very. Yeah, very Alan different. doesn't sound very. French. Although I have to say, New Brunswick Lynn doesn't sound Italian, but I'm half. New Brunswick yeah. is the only uh, multi-language province, like two official languages, in the entire union in Canada. It's the only one that is officially French and English, and New Brunswick, New Brunswick? is very French. Yeah, it's not, not, it's not Quebec. What is Quebec? Quebec is French. That is their that is their language. That's their official language. New Brunswick has two. New Brunswick rules. I drove through it uh, several times, but my first time when I was driving out to Halifax, I owned I packed everything I owned into my Subaru, and the and literally I drove into Fredericton and I was like uh, I hadn't hadn't spoke to anybody in twelve hours that spoke English, including the radio stations. So I had to tune on the, the CBC. And I was like, uh, parlez-vous anglais? And they're like, yes. Because <laughs> 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 before that, I hadn't had it. Anyway, it was crazy. Fredericton, shout out Fredericton and New Brunswick. The only true representation of what Canada is, French and English. Thank you. That has been my say, my, my service. Now, uh, I do want to say, I want to move this on here a little bit. If, if Montreal does not sign, re-sign Deneau and moves on from Drouin, and does not bring in a francophone player. Matthew does that Perot. put an end to the whole idea that a francophone coach must be the coach? No. I th- I think it makes it more necessary. If you don't yeah. have any francophone players, well, what if you have francophone players and don't have a francophone coach in the future? There's it's there's something about the coach. The coach speaks every single game. Okay. Now it's right out there. It, there they used to be real sticklers about the captain. Mm-hmm. Then Saku Koivu came in and was Finished. just amazing. And I mean, would anyone dare say anything to Shea Weber? <laughs> That's getting, really true. That's true. Getting eaten 
like by another human being getting actually eaten alive, flesh torn off your bones. Everyone in, who speaks any language understands that. Right. Everyone understands a, a mountain made of traps and beard staring it, at you. Everyone it, understands that English or French. Was Larry Robinson the, the, the captain of the Montreal Canadiens ever or just an assistant? Do not know, but he was terrifying the whole time. He was. He was like the original Chris Pronger. Um, that is a guy from North Dundas, Ontario. I sound like Pierre Maguire. That's a guy that I'm like, again, does it matter that much if he's really good? Just a guy who would use your vertebrae as a drying rack. 100%. <laughs> um, guys, if you are the Flames right now, you're Brad Tree Living. Things are not going great. And I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> you got- We've done nothing. <laughs> so here's the thing. What we understand is extension talks have started with Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau made $6.5 million last year, okay? He is eligible because I believe this is the last year where he makes 6.5, which is the deal he signed with Berkey back in the day. And now he wants an extension. You know Johnny's never really performed that well in the playoffs, but you're going to have to pay him more than... Kachuk, who makes north of seven. Do you do it? The flame. Okay. What if the flames are good? Because last episode, like I was looking at the individual players in that team and, and, and I was like, what, wait a sec. Why are they shitty? Why is this team shitty? I know. What if, what if I know I they it. hate Kachuk that much? That they're shitty? What if he's that much of a... Like, what if the locker room is that torn that they address one thing and they're right back to being fine? It's possible. Is it? Is it possible? You could, Is it as simple as you commit to Gaudreau, you commit to Monaghan, and they go right back to being the cardiac kids? And you probably... I mean, you're not going to get nothing from Matthew Kachuk. They're right? trying to move on from Monaghan, by the way. They are. They're saying... Well, then I don't know what the fuck they'll, they'll find anybody that will like anybody that will take Monahan at this point is what they're saying. Can I like as can, in, the the whole conversation we have about GMs being not the smartest people like this conversation just proves it. Like if if you're Brad for living, you say, no, Johnny Goudreau, you're under contract for another year. I don't have to negotiate or sign you to anything right now. You have to go out and play for the team and show me what you got in 2021, 22, and we'll evaluate you at the trade deadline. I'm going to ship you away for a whole bunch of stuff if you're not performing. And Johnny says, okay, I'll leave you in UFA, or you can ship me away at the trade deadline. Yeah, and I'd rather do that. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, now, and I say, thanks. It's been great negotiating. Go out there and play. play here's, how, here's how GMs clearly think. They're so afraid of making mistakes that they're not focused on making the right choices. And here's, I'm not saying it's right, but Jesse, to that point, a GM would look at that and go, well, what if he has a great season? Yeah, then I'll give him the money. That'd what, be awesome. And he refuses to negotiate with us uh, during the season. So we have to wait till the season's over. He has a great season. And then we're fucked. Now we got to play him nine. Okay. Uh, no, I have to pay a great player the money he's worth. Oh, no. F- flames flames miss the playoffs next year what happens everybody's gone everybody's gone including not brad Johnny. brad's not never gone oh brad's no. gone Is brad that... would be gone no <laughs> i think brad what, what happened this league. season i mean the, the solution is to fire the gm who's accomplished nothing 
he how that's, long, that's the he's been there solution. for he's been there for over a decade. Yeah, that's the obvious solution, and they won't do it. Um, so I don't know what to tell you. They're gonna fire Trey Living if they don't make it. Remember no. this guy that hired Bill Peters that j- just fell over himself to steal Bill Peters from the Carolina Hurricanes. Like I forgot. About come that. on. Like remember? Do you remember the puff pieces written about that? Calgary got their man, and we were at the time like he stunk in Carolina. Why is forget? Forget the racism that we found out later. Forget the racism. We can't really. Well, but he was never good. And he the was never kick, good. Kicking dudes in Carolina. That one often gets forgotten about. Right. He kicked dudes. Yes. Seven years. Seven years, two months, 14 days is how long Bradshaw Living has been general manager of the Calgary Flames. He's not if going had, anywhere. Yeah. No, you're right. If I, by the way, if I had a guaranteed contract for over $750,000 and a coach kicked me, I would throw him on the ice. Like, I am shocked that these guys got away with that. It's insane. It's insane. But anyway, the, the, uh, cause Didn't it happened to Sam Mitchell. Like, was, wait, wasn't wait. he wrestling? Let's with, not like, get into Carter it. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But right. the, the, the thing is, Jesse's got it. Seven years he's been there. Like, what do you do at this point? Anything. We haven't done anything and we're all out of ideas. It's. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like what it, you, you went out, it's, oh, we need a goalie. You went out and you got the goalie. Markstrom had a good year. Four Canadian teams made the playoffs this year because they had two. How many deserved it? I'd say the Leafs deserved it. They played well enough in the regular season to deserve it. How many deserved it? Montreal didn't deserve it. Don't, don't, don't at me. You know I'm, that. I'm mad enough at the Leafs that I'm comfortable saying zero. Are you really? I think based on the regular season performance, they had made the playoffs. Who'd I think any have? rational hockey fan would see that. Come on. You're not being rational. Adam Wilde, rational. Neither are they. Neither are they. You're holding on to a core that hasn't done shit for you. That's irrational. Mm-hmm. Listen, if we're saying Dubas is going to be up, then you got to think Tree Living is. No. How many times no. do you think, how many playoff rounds has Brad Tree Living won as GM as Calgary Flames? Zero. Canadian teams are two different brands of bad. Maybe one. No, there's won. the bad that two. there's the bad that makes change too often, and there's the bad that makes it too seldomly. And we're so Benning and Shovel Day off, basically one and two. Yep. Benning who moves too much, Shovel Day off who never does, or didn't used to. Didn't used to, right? Well, and, and I'm I'm more talking about dudes who get hired and fired. I don't know. It's, it's just a curious thing. Like, I think I'm curious to see, and, and the general manager think is, well, we, we better resign. Look, look at what the Leafs did with Travis Dermott. The more I think about that contract, the more I dislike it. The more I try not to. I have to tell you, the Leafs, we should have more of a microscope on that Travis Dermott contract. And no disrespect to Travis Dermott, who seems like a great guy. But by every measurable statistic, advanced or otherwise, Travis Dermott was down last year. Well, hey, go to arbitration with him. Do you think most teams have a microscope on contracts where the guy makes 1.5 a year? They do not. Oh, how come? What what is it with the Leafs? Oh, the fans are just too hard on them. No, there's a lot of us and we love the team. We love the team more than you could possibly imagine. Yeah, but it's still just numbers, man. Like what, what's like, what is it about? What is unique about the Leafs that makes a $1.5 million deal so important? What is it, Steve? I don't know. I, I, I just can't put my finger on it. Could oh, it be I can, 50 I can something here. years of failure? No. 
here, give me 11 minutes. You know what? Give me 33. And, and I bet I could come up with an answer for you. I'll give you 10.9893. Oh, he doesn't make that anymore. Oh, sorry. Because there was some weird, poorly explained glitch in the salary cap that boosted Matthews and Marner's contracts for some. What? God forsaken. Yeah. Marner makes yeah. more than that now, and so does Matthews. Marner's 10.903. Oh, and what about Matthews? Matthews is 11.640250. Oh, Why? Those are the numbers. Yeah. So he used to make uh, 3 4, 11.34, something, something. And then now he's at 6 4. Yeah, Why? Happened. When did this happen? This know, happened. Some... All last season, their, their cap hits were higher. Yeah. Some weird cap thing. You know, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what kicked in, like bonus wise or cap numbers, LTIR wise or whatever it is, but it went up slightly. A couple that is bizarre. Couple tens. Of I don't know. Dollars. I don't know how I'm gonna get my love for these guys back. I don't. I don't. You will. You will. I they start know. winning. You will. I, listen, I'm gonna cheer for all of them next year. But if I'm a Flames fan, I'm feeling the same way as I do as a Leaf fan, which is you've done nothing. What do you expect to change? If Kachuk is back, Kadro is back, Monahan's back. The Flames should be better. Mm. I mean, I picked them to make the playoffs. They have the talent. But if they could stop hating each other for a minute, they might be able to put it together and actually accomplish something on the ice. Yeah, like I, I, uh, that team at very least should have made the, the Canadian playoffs. Yes. Yes, that's an t- extremely talented team. G- good Wait. goaltending, good defense, good leadership, good goal scoring, and some toughness. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why you can't put that together. I really don't. Well, they didn't have good goaltending. Marshall Mark- didn't have a good year at all. Yeah. Like a so, 900, you know? But, and then a lot of people will say, well, what's the system in front of them? Like, did any flame have a good year? Right. Yeah, not and that's my point. It, and not, not to excuse Markstrom. $6 million goaltender should be able to perform, outperform a bad team. You're getting, at that point, you're getting paid to be the better, one of the better players on the team. You're right, Jesse. But I'm just... Like they, the, the pieces are there. I don't think anybody looked at Calgary this year and went, it's gotta be fucking Markstrom. There it is. Right. What about the first six years of the seven year run that you're on? Hmm. They got like the bones of a really, really good competitive hockey team. It's just not, it's not coming together. You know, I'm trying to find out what the Pacific division is going to be next year. Um, I can't seem to find it because Seattle's going to be there and, Arizona's getting punted to the mm-hmm. central. The more I think about it, the more uh, Duncan Keith is going to be the trade that makes us all look like idiots and the Oilers are going to do great and he's going to put up like 40 points. And he's going to be hilarious. Dude, Tyson Berry put up 40 million points. Is anybody like, man, let's give an eight-year deal to Tyson Berry? Uh, yeah, the Oilers. Steve, do you want me to read the divisions to you? Yes, please. Uh, the Pacific is Anaheim, Calgary, Edmonton, L.A., San Jose, Seattle, Vancouver, Vegas. And then the Central is Arizona, Chicago, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, Nashville, St. Louis, Winnipeg. You know what? Good for L.A. for going, you know what? We're going to try to get competitive now because that division sucks. <laughs> what do you That's mean? Say the teams again. You got the juggernaut Golden Knights and then a bunch Shut of... Shut up, Jesse. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You got you got Vegas, Vancouver, Seattle, San Jose, LA, Edmonton, Calgary, Anaheim. 
that division stinks. <laughs> Holy shit. That's real bad. Yeah. That's real bad. The in some of the models I've seen, Seattle's not even projected to come last. Like, bro, they don't have any players. Like, how, how aren't they finishing last? They have like one dude from the Q sign. Oh man. Fascinating. Fascinating. I get that Atlantic. Division. You're telling me the Oilers can't finish second in that division? Yeah, what you they could win that. Division? Who's in it again? So the Pacific next year is Anaheim, Calgary, Edmonton, oh. LA. San Jose, Seattle, Vancouver, Vegas. So the three Canadian West Coast teams, the three California teams, and then Vegas and Seattle. If Seattle doesn't at least finish second, they fucked up. (laughs) You're you're telling me the the, the possibility of Edmonton and Vancouver making the playoffs in that division is is nuts? No, they have Uh, a very good shot. At least two Canadian teams? I think they've got a great shot. Calgary? And Eric Carlson's going to get... By the way, Eric Carlson's going to get traded next year. I don't know how. I don't know why. It's just a feeling I get. For Stamkos. He, no, I'm telling you. Straight up. I'm telling you. One for one. It's going to get traded. Do you hear not happy. Voice, Do you hear how my voice and mood droops when the Leafs come up? Can you give me the four uh, playoff teams in the Atlantic? Uh, uh, so- I'm going to read the Atlantic to you. You tell okay. me which four teams make the playoffs. This is unfair before the expansion draft and free agency and all the trades, but okay. No, that's, not, that's, that's conversation, baby. <laughs> conversation, baby. Boston, <laughs> Buffalo, Detroit, Florida, Montreal, Ottawa, Tampa, Toronto. All right. Buffalo, Detroit, you throw in the garbage. So, mm-hmm. okay. So now we're down to, what is it, six? So let's throw Buffalo, Detroit out. So we got Boston, Florida, Montreal, Ottawa, Tampa, Toronto. Well, Boston got one is going to make the play. I think two of Boston and Tampa. You got to pick two out of these three: Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal. Two of those teams are missing the playoffs. You don't think Florida's going to make it? No, I think Florida is making it. Oh, so you're, so, Steve, you're I'm working pulling in Florida, Tampa, Boston. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Well, they're all better than the Leafs, and the Leafs won the Canadian division in the regular season. So, I don't think I think Ottawa's going to be a wild card team right until the end. I think Montreal will be as well. The Leafs, I, I think it's one of two ways with the Leafs. I think it's they're either devastated by what happened last year and they stink, or they come out and they play really, really well and they play like the team that they should. Mm. And I think that they're going to come out and play like the team that they should. I am weirdly hopeful about the regular season Leafs because at least we know they can get it done in the regular season. I, I really can't go a day without the, the Leafs getting dunked on because there was Thornton and Matthews and Anderson with their best friend Bieber at the UFC and they were watching Poirier versus McGregor 3. And what happens? McGregor breaks his ankle, fights over in one round, and everyone floods my mentions with typical the Leafs in attendance can't get out of the first round. Oh. That was a- Boo, but everyone made it. I hate yeah. these guys. I, hate, I, I really do hate these guys. I, I'm cheering for the crest, uh, and individually, they can all kick rocks. Do not like them. Do not care. <laughs> That'll change, Jesse, don't you think? Super won't. Jesse? Super Morgan, I love no, Morgan. Kick rocks. Leafs players. <laughs> I don't yes. 
I don't think so. Hey, any um, pending free agent listening to this show, don't. Uh, Michael no. Russo. Go somewhere else. Go, one some, of the trust best, me. Go somewhere else. One of the best reporters in hockey, Michael Russo, regarding the Minnesota Wild, who have two gargantuan uh, lockout-causing uh, contracts on their team, Ryan Suter and Zach Parise. As of now, I don't get the impression that the Minnesota Wild have asked Suter or Parise to waive their no moves for the purpose of the expansion draft. Garen hasn't indicated he'd go that route, but if he does, the deadline is tomorrow. Protected lists have to be submitted by Saturday. Sitting it. Boo. Good. I'm glad. Parise will never forgive them. He doesn't want to be there anymore. Just like let him go to Seattle or something. Two teams I'll never forgive, the Leafs and the Minnesota Wild. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> so your rivalry with the Minnesota Wild, and specifically, I think it's Chuck Fletcher, right? What do you think? I wanted to work for the KHL? Your fault, dicks. <laughs> thanks for Kaprizov. I will say thanks for Kaprizov. Yeah, and by the way, they're, uh, apparently the Wild are closing in on a deal with Kaprizov. I don't remember what we speculated the deal was going to be, but I do know a million, that... A million. They're speculating this could be an eight-year, nine million per. Holy shit! That's what the speculation was today. Uh, I don't wow. know. I don't know which what we all talked about, what we picked. There's no way. That's, That's the speculation. Really... That's not. Mm. No. <laughs> there's okay. There's, there's speculation, rumblings. That's all I'm saying. I feel like there's. F- you make it very unlikely that, it, that it's a great deal by doing that. You lock up Kaprizov, which is great. Kaprizov, who's played exactly um, two-thirds of an NHL season because it wasn't even a full one. No, 55 games is his career. And you're going to give him $72 million. No. Because, oh boy. Because... How good would he have to be to be worth $9 million? And he's got to keep that up for eight years. That's a, that's a, listen, good on his agent if he's able to get it. I guess you really scared him with the whole KHL thing. Believe me, it would be the height of irony and humor for the Minnesota Wild to lose a star to the KHL after what they put me through. But I don't think it's going to happen. That's a, that's a very large deal, but at least they'll have Kaprizov. Uh, for a very long time, as well as Joel Eriksson-Eck, who just signed his eight-year deal. Mm. That's uh, <laughs> okay. Sure. Okay. I wonder if we're going to see even more eight-year deals just because teams cannot do the short-term big money thing. They well, just can't right now. It's interesting that you say that because Vancouver is working on deals for Hughes and Pedersen, and neither of them can do long-term. And Oliver Ekman Larson. And Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah, Nate Allegedly. Schmidt for OEL, straight up. I mean, Duncan um, Keith's off off the market, so you got to attack. So they're saying, <laughs> you gotta- get your man, get your man. Um, they actually have, funnily enough, uh, Luke, uh, Luke Fox, who we love here on the show, put together a list of potential buyout candidates for sportsnet.ca. And who's on the list? Jay Beagle and Antoine Roussel and Louis Erickson. And, well, you know, Jake Vertanen will be bought out. We know that. That's for obvious reasons. Yes. So, you know, they're, they're so screwed that they can't even, even if their young stars wanted to stay in Vancouver for most of the decade, they can't. They literally cannot afford to do that. Yo, 
fire this guy. <laughs> Vancouver, like they're really because of Jim Benning's work, they're not far away from being good. But also because of Jim Benning's work, they're extremely far away from being good. The barriers between them and being good are self-inflicted. It's like wanting a candy bar mm-hmm. and it's on the other side of a wall. You could spin it that you're only a foot away from that candy bar, but in front of you, in your way of that candy bar is a wall. But you built the wall. And you built the wall. Like you, I, you put the brick in the mortar down. You built the you wall. Went to Home you were Depot like, how great is this wall? And we're you like, went the to candy Home Depot bar. and sourced the drywall. Yeah, <laughs> literally. You, you built the wall, Jim. And he was like, what a beautiful wall. I agree. It's a nice wall. It's well put together. It's, a, it's okay. It's a good wall. It's a wall. The, I don't the know. Vancouver Canucks are one of the cars from Pimp My Ride. Where you go, okay, yeah, you put a bunch of cool shit in it. I'm very curious about what the insurance is. Th- this thing in the trunk is entirely unnecessary. And like, how many barbecues do you think I'm pulling up to? Where I'm just I'm gonna back the car in and have the speakers blasting out the trunk at the function. What do you? What do I need? A, what situation am I gonna be playing PS2 in the backseat of this car? You know what I mean? Like you watch it, and if you don't think about it too hard, you go, "That's a great car." <laughs> but the moment you start thinking about it, you go, "There's a bunch of bells and whistles and shit you could take off, and this would probably be a better car." That's the Canucks. Does that make sense? Not really. Can I can I read Well, something? I said it anyway. So it can does. I read something? Guys. What Adam? Jim Matheson. Oh. Yeah! Gimme! Guys. Let's go. Jim Matheson. Mm-hmm. Jim Matheson. Edmonton Oilers writer extraordinaire used to be NHL by Maddie is now just Jim Matheson on NHL because his account got hacked. Duncan Keith needs a Brent Seabrook as a D partner and he'll have uh, he'll have one to watch. Sorry, he spelled one W-O-N. He'll have to watch his back if it's Larson and Edmonton. His age isn't indicative of his competition level. He's been relatively injury-free throughout his career. Oilers are in a win-now mode with McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nurse. So Keith needs a Brent Seabrook-type D partner. And he'll have to watch his back if it's Larson. I'm very confused. So is he for it or against it? I don't know. That's why I was bringing it up. That sounded like he was pro Keith and anti Larson. I think so. Mm. He'll have to watch his back. As in, I Larson guess... doesn't play good defense, or I'm telling you guys, the the trade in a vacuum stinks yucky cheese. <laughs> but there's a scenario where the Oilers could be better. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you. Well, they've got some cap space to play with, so we'll have to see what the Oilers fans were talking about. Fascinated. Fascinated by that hockey team. Yep. I'm excited to see tonight what we see in terms of uh, lists submitted, players being asked to waive their no-movement clauses for the expansion. Now we're going to find out. We'll see what happens. We're so close. We're so close. Jesse. What's up? Steve. Guys, do one of you have the... The list, the definitive list of events happening in the NHL in the next week and a half. Uh, there's so there's the expansion draft on July 21st. Okay. NHL draft July 23rd. Okay. And 24th. Mm-hmm. 
please God, let day two go quicker than 2020. Oh, that was, it was eight hours. It was eight hours. It's unacceptable. I don't care if it's first one. <laughs> um, and then uh, free agency begins July 28th. Now there is something on July 17th. That's the date for the list for expansion draft. That's what it. Okay. I thought yeah. so. Deadline for teams to submit protected lists for the 2021 NHL expansion draft, 5 p.m. Eastern on July 20 on uh, 17th. That is and gonna be interesting. From Spectres Hockey, there will be a five-day freeze on trades, waivers, and free agent signings from July 17th to 21st. Really? Yeah, because you can't if you submit your list, then you can't move your roster. You know, oh, that so makes from sense. Saturday until the draft, you can't do anything because you gotta give Vegas time to actually select the guys they want. So you'd think our next few shows would be rather busy on account of uh, there's a deadline of five days from now to get shit done. Eichel. <laughs> well, I, I wonder, okay. So here's my, my thing with the NHL GMs is we all know, like it, it, when, when the situation calls for them to do something, they often don't. So what are the chances we see zero trades before the expansion draft after this Duncan Keith and I'm talking zero, like, meaningful trades. If, you, if you're trading, like, a sixth rounder for a guy we've never heard of, that doesn't count. What's a meaningful deal? I'm talking about name a, a names. Name, name brand. Name names. What's the chance we see a major trade in the next four days? Because I think it's somewhere close to about 10%. So we're, we're talking about a player making, what, is it fair to say, three mil or more? Yes. Of consequence. A player, a difference maker. I think there's only a 10% chance of it not happening. Whoa. I, th- I, I think there's a 90% chance we're going to see something at least decently large. Yeah, I think it's very likely you see some just finagling for the expansion draft. Great okay. word. Yeah, finagling. Great word. Uh, hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Breaking news. The Leafs have made an assistant coach hire. Oh. Dean Chenoweth who played for the Islanders and the Bruins. Did he? And was he not? He was, in the the... Carol- he was the Carolina Hurricanes assistant head co- or assistant coach. Okay. Very interesting. Never played for the Leafs. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to find something there. He has, ah, yes. So I think this is where I know the name from. So he was a very long time head coach. Um, in the WHL with the Seattle Thunderbirds and the Swift Current Broncos, was an assistant coach for three years with the Islanders, um, spent four years as a head coach in the AHL with the Lake Erie Monsters and San Antonio Rampage, went back to the WHL as an associate coach with the Vancouver Giants and has spent the last three seasons with the Carolina Hurricanes, like you just said, Adam. So he's going to be managing the defense then? It seems that way, but they haven't said all they said was that they hired him. I mean, Carolina's defense, there are worse defenses to replicate. Yeah, man, if they could, that would be super duper. Um, hey, we caught something. Yeah. Wild. Well, apparently, okay, so maybe he, he might 
Yeah, he didn't run the power play. He ran defense and PK. So it looks like they're they may keep um uh they may keep the penalty kill or but the power play thing together. Adam, so. does that uh does that count as large? Is that's not a trade? No. No? No. It's a guy I'd never heard of before. But good for him and good for the Leafs and yay. If you can take from Carolina, by all means, take from Carolina. They're doing really well. So uh, Leaf fans are super pumped because Carolina had the second highest power play percentage. But like I said, he did not run the power play. So we do not have that guy. We have the guy that did the defense. Again, pretty good. But he's going to have to deal with a little bit less talent on the defensive. However, what if Dougie Hamilton's a big fan of this guy? Check out the big brain on Adam. Yeah. Also, you should accept fighting. <laughs> Beating people up is acceptable. It's Especially not, it's not okay. Mass and I'm just saying sometimes it happens. What's that? Nothing. <laughs> Especially what people with on mass and in public. I hope, <laughs> Steve, you, you would have that kind of opinion, you three mask wearing fool. So, yeah, well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna come to your house and shed proteins all over you. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, you don't know about that? No, what's that? Um, so if you get the vaccine, there is a section of the population that thinks you will shed the proteins that you get from the vaccine on people. And uh, I don't know what they think the final product of that is, but it's probably bad. Everybody's going to walk around jacked. That's what it is. Uh, the government's trying to get us all jacked. No all right, protein. now it sounds good, bro. We'll be back Wednesday, uh, all three of us, and uh, we're excited to see what if the Oilers can and, and Sens can do this today. Can't wait for to, to see what the Canucks get up to. So we'll uh, we'll see you Wednesday. We love you and have a fantastic couple of days. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake.